Welcome to Move the District, where you can find the best ways to stay healthy, stay moving, and stay informed in Washington, D.C. Now, more than ever, we have a wealth of information and opportunities to live the high-performance, pain-free life that we want. My name is Dr. Mike Yasson, and my goal is to show you the backstories behind the individuals and businesses that provide these opportunities for everyone, no matter who you are. Now, let's move. Move the District is sponsored by Big Leap Performance and Rehab. At Big Leap Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to BigLeapPerformanceAndRehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. All right, welcome back to a, another episode of Move the District, episode 51. We're already on our way to the big one zero zero. We can't let the countdown begin. I am your host, Dr. Mike Yassen, and today we got a, another great, great episode. Uh, she is a certified yoga specialist, uh, as well as a fellow Lululemon ambassador, and the founder of ZZ Yoga. Please welcome to the show, Zaina ZZ Hassan. Thanks for coming on, ZZ. Thank you. It's my pleasure, Mike. How are you? I am good. What's going on with you? Nothing. Just enjoying this beautiful, I guess we're in spring day right now. <laughs> I think we're in spring, but I feel like yeah. in another like two hours, it's going to be full blown summer with this like 94 degree weather that's supposed to come today. For sure. I think there was a, I think there was like a, there was some Instagram post I saw like a few weeks ago where it was like describing the like eight seasons that DC has where like, it's like spring, then it's like fake spring. Then it's like winter's last gasp. Then it's summer (laughs) that it's just like, and then it's like hotter than hell. And somehow we've already reached hotter than hell and we're not even into (laughs) June yet. So here we go, I guess. Yeah. I think that was from Washingtonian Problems. Yes. I love that page. They're so funny. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Washingtonian Problems. Yes. Uh, sure. I think because if, if it's already 94 degrees here on May 24th, what is the what is the weather going to look like in July? So <laughs> here we here we go. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming on. And uh, let's dive into a little bit here. Let's get your background here a little bit. Let's talk about, you know, how you first got into yoga. Yeah, for sure. So um, I am a first-generation migrant of uh, African-Arabian descent. So my parents are Sudanese-Egyptian. Uh, my dad is from Egypt. My mom is from Sudan. But I was born and raised in Sharjah, UAE, which is right next to Dubai, maybe like 10 minutes away from there. So I moved to America in 2008, Became um, really came here for an academia scholarship, went to Towson. For undergrad, uh, studied chemistry, <laughs> uh, did my PCAT, which is entry to pharmacy school, went to University of Maryland's pharmacy school, uh, completed the program, uh, did another program at Hopkins for specialty in clinical pharmacy, clinical pharmaceuticals, worked at Hopkins, uh, and then got uh, took a board certification to get certified in D.C., moved to D.C., worked at MedStar in Georgetown. And three days after I got my new gig and very nice six-figure pay, 
I quit cold turkey. (laughs) And the reason why is because I just was not very fulfilled in that field. Um, And that's a huge thing as far as like your own happiness and your own purpose. Uh, Because I come from that background where it is like a very strict Arab Muslim background, I didn't have much of a choice of what to study for, career choice of what to study for initially. Uh, But um, I don't know what clicked in my head where I said, you know what, I've appeased my parents. I've done everything in my power to, you know, uh, go not against the grain and really, you know, just do what they asked me to do. And um, at that point, I was just sitting on a yoga license that I got certified with from Columbia, Maryland's Lifetime Athletic. Um, I was literally sitting on it for about a year and a half. And, you know, they don't expire unless you have to constantly renew them. But I was just like, well, maybe I can do something with this little yoga life. So um, the trainer that I had at that point, who is now my mentor, who still trains, his name is Myron Flowers. Shout out, Myron. Um, He works with like a lot of NFL players in the DMV area and still currently does. Um, At that point, I had explained to him my situation. He said, well, why don't you do something with your yoga license? Why don't you teach yoga to the athletes that I work with? Uh, And and we all know each other because, you know, uh, everybody knows from like the sports world. Um, But obviously, I wasn't very uh, close to them as I am now. So I didn't foster that relationship. It was probably the beginning of our relationship. So we set it up. Uh, He said, Zizi, you're going to teach yoga to Vernon Davis, if you're familiar. Vontae Davis, his brother, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs was still in college. He was still like at Maryland. Tori Smith, who at that point had won his first Super Bowl. Um, Dequel Jackson, who also went to Maryland. So all Maryland kids, except for right. Vontae. Um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my God, he's going to kill me. He's like my favorite of all. Moise <laughs> uh, um, Foucault, he also went to Maryland. He said, like, you're going to teach a yoga session to all these guys. Oh, sorry, a stretch session, not, not yoga session. So stretch is the keyword, right? Just stretch. Stretch. You're just going to show them how to stretch. 45 minutes. So I come in. I'm this like five foot five, 100 and I'm skinny. I'm 125 pounds at that point. Like very fragile. That I was like, what am I doing? You know, I was so shy. I don't have a voice. I was like, okay, hi, guys. How are you? So we're just going to, I'm just going to teach you guys how to stretch. And literally, you know, set them up in the in the gym that we were at in the yoga studio. 45 minutes later, I was like, well, you just did your first yoga session. And they loved it. And their feedback was, okay, can we schedule more? So I was, we, would, we did from one session, we did three sessions per week. And they loved it with according to uh, their weight training and then their field work as football players. So Myron and I were talking the next week and he was like, oh, you have something right here. There's not a lot of people doing what you do especially not in the DMV area. And that was it. I, after that, I just grew it. The guys were so awesome. They recommended me to University of Maryland's football team at that point. Um, he's not coach Mike Loxley. He is a different coach. He's so awesome. Uh, I forget his name, the head coach of Maryland at that point, because that was in <laughs> 2015. And I mean, six years later, here we are. Wow. So I work with the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, DC United. I work, we work with a lot of schools. I just picked up a gig, uh, which we will announce, but I can tell you. In Breaking time, news. Breaking uh, news. <laughs> I was working with Duke University's men's basketball team in July. Wow. Duke. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
So when you first started, did you have like that first yoga class with those guys? Had you ever taught a yoga class before that? Uh, only in my teacher training, the girls. <laughs> That's it. Like to the sister girls, like my sister in yoga teacher training. Oh I had, I, I mean, I was personally doing it at home every day because it was like a coping mechanism for me to, to like gain therapy and just be more, you know, aware. Because obviously when you're in a battle with your support system telling them you don't want to do the same career that they are asking you to do, I don't, I mean, it's, yeah. I, it, it, it was kind of tough. It's, it still is. You know, they're not really on board with the whole yoga stuff, but you would think like six years later, you know, I have some stuff on my name under my name but it is what it is it was a great it still is a great coping mechanism for me um and very therapeutic therapeutic um but yeah no I was I was just doing it at home and I was really like teaching myself in the mirror I was talking to myself and just teaching myself in the mirror now the first session I excuse my language but I dodged it like it was (laughs) shit it was trash I was stuttering I was so nervous I think I the room wasn't even hot. I was sweating because I was just so nervous. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things, like I remember like my first day as a physical therapist where you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and you're like trying to like stay up, you know, with like your patients. And then like, yeah, you're like, am I sweating? Like, wait, what? And And, and then you're like, wait, I'm behind. And then, yeah. And then it just, it turns into a total shit show. And, uh, you know, you, next thing you know, you're like, people are like, Hey Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. 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 So going into that first class, like, what were you, what were your thoughts? What were your, like, you know, what were you expecting uh-huh. to happen? Am I going to bomb it? Are they even going to enjoy this? Or is someone going to get out? Because the worst fear for a yoga teacher, and I think any yoga teacher or like meditation teacher, any teacher, the worst thing is when you're teaching a class and really giving your all is someone stands up and just walks out. <laughs> Has that happened to you? I think before? that was never. Oh my God, thank God, knock on wood. And I hope it did not happen to me because I'm now who I am now, like, I'm so comfortable in my own skin. I've gained some confidence. I will curse the person out. <laughs> Fuck out. you. <laughs> I will call you out and curse you out. So, <laughs> but my guys are very good and I'm very happy with, yeah, I'm very happy with the progress and the people that I work with there. It's just, it was just the ability to um, speak yoga, meditation and everything uh, else into a language that's very simple to understand. And that's really just a difference between my type of teaching skill and anyone else's. I mean, I think that's, I think that kind of goes for every person in like the healthcare fitness ways is, is don't mm-hmm. make it, you know, don't use like all the medical jargon behind it and make it in, you know, a patient or client friendly terms because, yes. you know, you start talking about like anterior, posterior, you know, act, you know, your, your glutes and your, you know, and, and, you know, certain muscles. And next thing you know, their, their heads are spinning and they, you know, walk out of a class or a session and they think that they're, you know, 10 times worse than they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. It is for any successful uh, individual in the health and health and wellness industry or medical industry. If you have the ability to just, you know, break everything down to simplistic form. um, And again, a language that everybody can resonate with. 
then you will be very successful. Yeah. I think, you know, with, with, from my own personal, like coaching style, like I try to say as little as possible. Cause I think a lot of times people can just figure it out on their own. I think we're more resilient. And I think PTs have a tendency to like over cue strength coaches too, Mm -hmm. probably Uh, probably all fitness instructors have a tendency to over cue. And it's like chest out, butt down knees in, you know, and, and next thing you know, you're telling your, your person like 15 different cues and they like turn into like the like robot and they're like, don't know what to like, you know, what to do. And then it gets like 10 times even worse. And yeah, sometimes I just try to like say nothing. And then like, maybe after like three or four reps of an exercise, I'm like, why don't you try like sticking your knees out? And sometimes that, uh, you know, I think, I think that helps. I think it's a more patient friendly way of doing it than being like, you need to, you know, put your knees out. You need to stick your head up and, you know, bend over, you know, it's like, it, it, it just, it, it doesn't work for a lot of people. And then it turns to, uh, devolve quickly from, from there. Um, is that, is that what you see when you're working with those higher level athletes? Do you find that they're able to pick things up more quickly? Mm-hmm. It, it takes a few sessions for them to do so, especially the newcomers, mm-hmm. um, which majority of the time are my rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, because anyone who's like deep in their career, at least the ones that I have been working with, I've literally been working with for six years. And, um, you know, I'm very blessed by the most high. I have not had anyone leave. Now, they're not the most consistent. But, um, and that's obviously because NBA players have the busiest schedule, NFL players as well, especially last year during COVID. I think last year during COVID was my most successful year, in all honesty. That's awesome. Because I was teaching yoga. And, and I say this like being very humble and very, very grateful because I was literally teaching six or seven sessions a day, 45 to you know, 50 minute sessions a day uh, in the comfort of my own home on Zoom. I've taught the bubble, um, six teams in the bubble during That's the awesome. NBA bubble. Um, and at one point it was getting like a lot, but it was my most successful year of all six years because I was able to, and everybody wanted to do yoga because a lot of the guys were not able to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get stuck um, in the bubble there. There's not much else going on. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So that was that. But um, uh, as far as like just queuing in and, 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 you know, majority of the vets, the veterans that are doing yoga, they uh, pretty un- much understand my teaching style at this point. I'm trying to mix it up now. I'm trying to add more like movement, um, hence, you know, working with different PTs. So just like little cues that will help with that. Um, because obviously, you know, yoga is great, but if you can do yoga and mobility work and um, agility and resistance, that to me is like, you're getting the max potential of everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's 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 the whole well-rounded aspect. It's I think you know, yeah. health and wellness is is so much more than like one dimensional. I think there's there's so sure. much more that goes into overall health, performance, all that stuff that you know is something that we always try to hit with with our athletes is is like sure we can like work in this one hour that we have together, but then like what are you doing the other 23 hours in a day, the other six days in the week? is, you know, how are you sleeping? How are you managing your, your mm-hmm. load? How are you, you know, handling your stress? You know, all those other things go into it. You know, what's your diet like that, that people I think overall tend to get neglected. And 
I don't know. Are you uh, are you familiar with Brett Bartholomew at all? He's yes. yeah. He has like the book Conscious Coaching. One I, yeah. I got to hear him speak uh, probably about right before COVID. And mm-hmm. one of the things he always talked about. One thing he talks about is you know he because he works with a lot of NFL guys as well. And he's mm-hmm. like, how do you motivate twenty one year old millionaires? <laughs> you know, these guys have all the money in the world. They're 22, 23 years old. How do you get them to buy into doing yoga with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're asking me? Or I'm just, asking you. Oh, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm asking you. Oh, well, sorry. he said something I like that, and then were, I, I tied it into you. I ready to preach, preach to me. Um, <laughs> and all... <laughs> In all honesty, like, let me see, what's a 21 millionaire that I work with? Oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> the MVP of the NFL. There you go. Um, and he's very young. <laughs> um, I believe um, whoever is in their ear outside of who I am has a huge uh, and a very detrimental, in a, in a good way, and in a, in a um, very, very good uh can I say this? They have a very good way of persuading the individual outside of me. So if it's your coach, if it's your mom, for him, for instance, his mom is his manager um, or whoever your agent. Uh, at the end of the day, that's who also play a big portion to it. But then you just have to be able to listen to your body. At 21, yes, you're very young. Um, um, and majority of the time, you guys just want to have fun. But you also understand that the same position that you're up for can be easily taken away from you and give it to someone else. At the end of the day, that's how it is in the athletic industry. Right. So you just have to just really keep it. I I, I'm, I'm myself um, to the point where even if I have to get a little uh, out of context, as far as not being just oh so nice, also giving, but just keeping it real, you know what I mean? And just letting them know like, Hey, you were given the opportunity. Don't F it up because somebody else can easily come take it from you. You know, um, a great example of Stefan Diggs, uh, he was the most, of all my NFL players, he is the funniest, the most outgoing, the most, like, jokester of the crew. But he took yoga so seriously. He's literally my protege. Him <laughs> and this, this other guy named Quinn Cook that was in the NBA, that is yeah. in the NBA, excuse me. Yeah. Um, who also won two championships. And given their careers, you can see, like, you, you Everyone that I work with thus far or have built a rapport with for years has been very, very successful in their career. You know, uh, Stefan, my gosh, he's done such a such a great career and he's still consistent, you know, um, whether and then same thing with Quinn. Quinn's won two rings, two championship rings. So it's just just the ability again to just like keep it 100 with them, which is like, hey. You don't take this shit seriously. Excuse my language. Sorry. No, you, you can curse. This is a curse-friendly podcast. Say all the shit you want to say. <laughs> okay, I don't. I try not to curse with Joe. Oh, well, okay. if you don't want to curse, you don't have. You don't have to curse. But it's a curse-friendly no, okay. podcast. It's a, I, I, I literally am around sailors for all of my work time, so they, all they do is curse. <laughs> but um, um, but yeah. So I just. They know you should take this stuff seriously because it could be taken away from you in any given moment, and it's it's true. Yeah, I, I think from from my time when I was working in the Yankees organization, where it was, you know, these guys, you, you know, they're they're these eighteen, nineteen, twenty one year old millionaires who you know got these signing bonuses, and 
they have all the money in the world and and they're like who are you you know like who are you to to really you know who, who are you to tell me how to do my workout who are you to tell me how to take care of my body and i think it's you know that honesty and and like showing that you actually care for people i think those mm-hmm. tend to be the biggest factors because i think especially like when you're working with higher level athletes there tends to be like a little bit of an ego and you're like I'm the best. I, cool. I train, you know, so-and-so I work with such and such team and there's like an ego that comes with it for sure. And I think the tendency is always to forget that, like, it's not about you. It's not about the, the, the physical therapist, the strength coach, the, the yoga instructor. It's, it's about them. And it's like, we're here for them. And as long as they know that, I think that's where like the buy-in really starts to click for these yeah. athletes. I mean, they the work. But let's just be also realistic. The work where we're in, it's nothing but compassion and empathy at the end of the day, you know. And that's what we we exude. And they know this, especially if someone's coming up to you that's in a high level, um, in a high level performance, or and and that's their career choice. Um, yeah. So, and then and then also just having like that good reputation. You know, people know who the people are and who really have your best intent at the end of the day yeah yeah and then let's let's talk a little bit here about like the fact that like the word of mouth has like basically taken over for you and like and what do you you know how did that happen like in terms of this you know one word you know one person saying something to somebody to somebody else you know what impact has that network had for you Oh man, um, I wouldn't be where I am today six years later with four yoga instructors I'm under my belt. I'm working on building a studio in the DMV area, soon come. <laughs> um, um, and it's, it's just helped a lot. Uh, I'll say Lululemon also played a very important role in, in it. Shout and out to Lulu. That, that, yeah, shout out to Lululemon. Um, and uh, that word of mouth from Lululemon was from someone who was already an ambassador, but he is a coach in the NBA. He was working Ben Canyon. Um, he was a, a strength and conditioning coach at, with the Blazers at that point, Portland of all places. Wow. Um, and he said a good word in for me. And that's really how my connection with Blue Lemon started. I was um, asked to come teach uh, the board of Blue Lemon's Vancouver office in LA. It was like a retreat that they had in um called the Lululemon Huddle. And that's really how I fostered that relationship from there. The Georgetown relationship started and, you know, here wow. we are now two years later. Um, so that word, of, that was all from word of mouth. Uh, I'm also a narrator on this app called Calm. It's a meditation yes, app. I, I, I want to ask you about that, that, cause that's okay. freaking awesome. Yeah. And then uh, essentially I have the bottle here, but whatever, essential water as well. So Calm, Essentia, Another, another thing called Brown Girl Jane. Um, these are all social media, which yes. also plays a very, very big portion of the success in my career, in all honesty. Yeah. And I use my platform to advocate. I've been on this like role of just being like speaking out loud against any type of injustice, no matter yeah. where you're from, no matter, you know, and we don't have to get into that. But um, and then also just promoting myself on there. Um, and that's how Essentia reached out. That's how Calm reached out and Brown Girl Jane. 
That's, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we have these platforms, you know, it's, I think it's only right to, to use them, you know, you, you know, yeah, if, if sure. you have that ability to spread your message, why, why not, you know, uh, stand up for what you believe in. And that, and that goes for, you know, social justice issues, but also, you know, like you said, stand up for what you believe in, like these products. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so, so those brands like essential water and calm, they reached out to you directly? Yeah, well, not me. Like, it's like our management team. Yeah, they reached out. Um, essentially reached out last summer. Uh, okay. uh, I believe I was in a protest and I had put it on my story, on my Instagram story. And um, I had hand, I, had, I went and bought like so many different um, cases of water, of essential water, because I've been drinking essential for years. And I was literally handing it out to people and people were just posting my name and posting Essentia. Wow. And that's really how that, that, but, but it was so like, I think I got like 10 cases because I was very knee deep in these protests last year in DC. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, and that's how that, that cultivated that relationship, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and they, they, they've sponsored a lot of things that I've done within the last, uh, within the last few months. And I really appreciate that. Calm was, um, I don't know how that relationship started, but I know my manager sent me an email saying, hey, ZZ, Calm, like Headspace, because I, I wasn't very familiar. Yeah. It wants to send you a gift. And I said, okay, sure. So I gave her, she knows my address. So I gave her my address. A lot of different brands. Thank you so much also for all the other brands. They always send me stuff. And I always, no matter who I'm signed with, I always try to shout everybody out. You know, obviously, uh, if I'm with a, since I'm with Lulu Lemon, I can't put like someone else on my post on a right. live-in feed-in post. But obviously, I'll shout out everybody else's stories and whatever because gratitude, gratitude goes a long way. Um, so they sent me a, a box, like a literally, oh my, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a three-foot box. I'm not joking. This big calm box that had a hoodie. That had a, a, a calm hoodie. I had um, a two years lifetime membership to calm. Um, it had a journal. It had he, uh, LeBron James is an owner of calm. So it had a oh, LeBron James. But yes, I, I, I'm almost 100% sure he owns a percentage of it because the box also had like this Le, LeBron James poster. I wish I had this, uh, but I'm not at home. And then I had um, these Beats headphones. So I was just like, Rebecca, her love Re Rebecca King is my manager. I love her to death. Uh, shout out, Rebecca. Shout out. Um, <laughs> I was like, Rebecca, what is this? Why are we, why are they sending me this, all this stuff? Like, this is at least a thousand dollars worth of worth stuff, you know, like, and, and I have, she was like, no, I don't know, just, just post it. So I posted it and I said, thank you so much for calm. And then literally a week later, they're like, you know, we love your voice. We love what you do. There's not anyone in our in our in our program that teaches yoga to athletes, um, and that's literally what they were saying was we love your voice. We also see at that point. Are you familiar with Dreamville, Mike? Uh, I I've heard of it. I don't know. I don't. I'm not yeah. too familiar. Uh, no worries. So Dream, uh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with J Cole, the rapper. Yes. Okay, so J Cole is signed with Rock Nation. Rock Nation and J Cole created something called Dreamville. Yes. Which okay. is um, a bunch of artists that are signed under the under this beautiful bubble called Dreamville. So okay. I was doing every Sunday last summer, 
live yoga sessions with 20,000 viewers with Dreamville, who has like, I think, 2.5 million followers. And majority yeah. of them were their fans. So we would go live every Sunday. Um, and it was 20K plus people. And I'm praying they were doing yoga with us at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that also brought it. I'm bringing that in because that was also a reason why Calm reached out. Like, hey, wow, you have the ability to do yoga with these people on your Instagram live. And then we were also meditating for 10 minutes out of the session. Because that's huge for me. Like the, the movement portion is a really connecting sound mind is, is, is integral. And that's even my athletes know that we do. We focus in on a lot of meditation. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's how the calm relationship pretty much started. <laughs> wow. So, so you are on the app, you do yeah. guided meditations. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love it. I, uh, yeah. I'm a big, big fan of, I use, I use the calm app myself. I'm actually uh, mm. 10%, I think is my, my go-to app for, for like sleep time meditations. Cause nice. I'm sure you probably deal with something similar is like, I feel like when I put my head down on the pillow at night, I just automatically think about like work and I'm yeah. like, I got to send an email. I got to call this person. I got to text this person. I got to do this. I got to do that. And next thing I know it's, you know, I've been laying in bed for two hours. And so the like nighttime guided meditations like are a lifesaver for me. And That's awesome. I found that like, not only does it help me get to sleep, but also gives me more restful sleep. I, for sure. I can't say enough good things about meditation. It's something I push with all my patients is like, are you guys meditating? Like, cause especially like here in DC, no one sleeps. Everyone's like <laughs> up till like one in the morning and then, uh, you know, or, or yeah. you know, and then they wake up at six in the morning and it's like, well, I got five hours. And I'm like, and then I worked, you know, 12 hours. And, and then I worked out after that and my back hurt. I don't know why it's like, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And, and so trying to get people to see the benefits of meditation has been definitely like a major thing in my practice to, to get people to see that like, Hey, like there's actually some benefits to it. And, and I think one of the biggest misunderstandings about meditation, because people, I'm sure you've heard this. Well, they're like, I tried it. It doesn't work for me. I'm sure you've heard that. Right. For sure. What? So I think the biggest Especially, thing just, I'm sorry, not to say no. I'm not like specifically with gender base but especially men oh, women yeah. are so easy to <laughs> absorb it but men and then men in the field that we work with like with the athletic industry whether it's nba whatever just any athlete you know person who goes to the gym it's so hard for them to really register that meditation is so crucial for you and your recovery yes you know what i mean yes they're like so, no it doesn't work for me maybe work for you it doesn't, doesn't work for me I'm like i think the biggest misunderstanding is that it's a skill at the end of the day, exactly. it's a skill, just like playing basketball or playing baseball or doing a squat. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the mm-hmm. skill and like, you'll probably suck at it for the first week, maybe even the first month. But like the more you are consistent with it, the better you're going to get at it. And sure. when you, I had one patient, he was meditating for three months and he's like, this doesn't work. And then he finally, oh, wow. it finally clicked for him. And he's like, this is amazing. I'm sleeping so much better. I feel so much better. All this stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's one and of that's, you- and, and that's the beauty in meditation and all honesty. It doesn't work overnight. It's something that's continuous, whether it's five minutes per day, 10 minutes, two seconds, it doesn't matter. But just stopping and really trying to breathe um, and really honing in and focusing on that breath and just making it that consistent practice, whether it's twice a day, once a day, but every day, 
it goes a long way. And um, I'm reading something called Super Brain uh, about neuroplasticity. I'm sure you're aware of neuroplasticity. I've heard of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, it's such a good it's a, such a good book. But it, it really talks about how meditation can really um, switch your 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 not only your mentally mental uh, thoughts, but just like retraining your neuroplasticity. Um, so that's really reconfiguring the way you think, how you respond. Because that's the main thing of meditation is how you really react to certain situations. Are you neutral when the highs are high or when the lows are lows? Because that's that that plat that, that coming to that middle ground is where you will think your best or make the best decisions. Does that make sense? No, hundred percent. I think even keel. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where you got to be. I think you know we tend to make you know very emotional decisions that mm -hmm. aren't necessarily based off of what's best or facts or whatever you want to say. And yeah. as a result, yeah, you, you end up in situations, whether it's, you know, injuries, whether it's poor performance, whether it's you know, life arguments with, with family and friends, things like that, you, you necessarily don't know how to react to certain situations. And yeah. we get instinctual, I guess. And, yes. and, and that's not necessarily the best case. So, so yeah, I think being oh. able to take that breath and focus your mind on nothing is is really like i think a crucial skill that i think everybody should have yeah and then again like just to piggyback off that but transmitting that into the field like you really knowing how to make those four decisions where, where you're neutral is when you're when you're about to shoot when someone's guarding you when you're about to run the play for the football field whatever it is so that's that was that's my whole thing about meditation with these athletes or the people yes. that I work with is make better decisions when you are on crucial time. You know what right. I mean? Like, especially while you are during work performance and, and so forth. So you can hopefully all my athletes one day win a championship. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I root for every single person. I don't have a favorite at all, but I know who's consistent and, you know, and who's consistent definitely it shows. And then that's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you see like, and I know from like when I was still an athlete and like working with athletes, you know, there's always like this focus on like getting hyped, getting pumped up and like, you know, whether it's like chugging a Red Bull or taking pre-workout, <laughs> listening to pump up music, like, there's always such a like a get hype, you know, let's get hype. And, and that's not always the best thing, you know, that's not always the best thing just to be like psych yourself up and you see like, you know, the strength coaches who are button, head button, like people with their helmets on and you're like, that's not what translates, I think, in my opinion, to peak performance. I think it's more of knowing what's in what, you know, what you're in control of versus just being like, let's go. <laughs> no, you're right. And then that, another thing is like, I can't tell you how many individuals always like I, I send the guys if they don't want to go on the app because some of them are lazy i'll send the guys like five to ten minute meditation videos i literally have the same video if they hear me please don't be but i literally have the same video nba nfl mlb it's a five to ten minute video that you can do right before a game and literally Great. they're in their locker room i have a i have a kid who literally is on the basketball court Right before a game, right before they call them out in the NBA court, he sits down cross-legged and he'll listen to his headphones and he'll just listen to me speak to him on how to meditate. And That's he'll awesome. do it. That's and awesome. they have like cut like footage of it, which is so cool. That's awesome. I, uh, 
I took a sports psychology class in college and, you know, as well, I was, while I was still playing baseball too. And they had these guided visualizations for like for baseball, for basketball, for football. And I thought this was like something that really, I thought everybody should be doing. Like it just makes so much sense to be able to like sit there, clear your mind, focus, visualize, like, why aren't people doing this more often? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. like outside of meditation, like, are you taking care of your body, which is where PT comes in? Are you, you know, going to see a massage therapist uh, that specializes in what you need? Uh, and then what was your eating habits? Like, are you really sleeping? You know what I mean? So like all that and all that works and correlates together. And I'm a huge advocate for all of it. Yeah, I think I mean you I, for your work too. Yeah, I mean I think it's like the the pillars of like recovery. Everyone's like, oh, how can mm-hmm. I you know recover more quickly? And it's like it's not the infrared sauna, it's not the cryo you know chamber, it's not the the Normatec sleeves or the Theragun. It's those those pillars of of recovery. Hyperice, hyperice, hyperice. We're hyperice here. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you were team hyperice. Sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to work something out with them too. So hyperice. <laughs> oh, hyperice. Yes, yes. We we like hyperice. <laughs> But no, I mean, they, they all play a role. I, I just think that yeah, sure. it's not necessarily like the main role. I think like, I think like sleep is like the foundation. I, I have like a, sure. a recovery pyramid that I use with like my athletes where it's like the foundation is sleep, then nutrition, then like load and stress management. And then after that, at the, the top is then like more like the recovery tool. So the hyper ices, okay. the Theraguns, all that stuff. Yeah. And so you know, I, I, it plays a role, but I think, you know, the other stuff is like the, the, the true foundation where I think if we're not sleeping, if we're not eating well, if we're not managing stress and load, I think like, you know, those, those are the, the real foundations. And then on top of that though, yeah. Hyper ice and Theragun, they have their, their role for sure. For sure. For sure. Exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think, I think that's, that's, a fair assessment because I think they all play a role but um like I mean I, I don't know I can just talk about sleep for hours <laughs> yeah and it's so crucial it's so crucial yes now when it comes to your your business are you only working with athletes or the you know the uh as some people like to refer to them as NARPs non-athletic regular people? <laughs> um, so I, because there's, we have, we're five now in the company, uh, five people features. And I specifically just focus in on who I work with, who I've worked with within the last years, last few years. Um, and that's just the only athletes. Okay. Everyone else can work with whoever they want. The only thing is we don't really have yoga, a, a specific studio. Right. So if you, you can work with anyone you want as long as it's under it goes like everybody signs the waiver um but i specifically just work with them outside of that i mean i've done events where i'll work with everyone right. um that being said like i've done the international yoga day with Lou Lemon two years ago prior to uh the pandemic uh and i think it was like 100 people who showed up i was one of the instructors or teachers excuse me um but no, I just, in all honesty, Mike, I just focus in on who I work with because A, I work with so many different sports, so I'm always busy. B, if I had the time to work with um, anyone else out of that industry. Also, I, I work with a lot of 
um, music uh, like artists like cool. within like yeah Dreamville. so yeah uh, Dreamville yeah for sure <laughs> Rock Nation um, so yeah so no I, I just focus in on on those gotcha what's the what's the difference between like well I guess I should say what goes into being a performance yoga instructor versus what you come out of your yoga teacher training with? Yeah. Um, so I'm not teaching the guys how to do splits or handstands or headstands. Uh, yeah, no, none, none of that at all. <laughs> um, not to say like anything wrong with it, but it, it's, they don't need it. It's not something that is going to accelerate their their performance letter level wherever they are. You, you know mean doing I mean? headstands won't make you court. better won't make you a better athlete? I not as a basketball player, no. I wouldn't say all that just yet, no. <laughs> um, because it go it's just a lot of time that will go to teaching you that. You of know, um, and especially if time is of the essence, like that, their time is so like it's it's so valuable because they're doing yoga, they're strength and conditioning, they're in PT, they're doing the games, they have meetings, they have the Zooms. Like, I would rather use my 50 to 60 minutes or 45 to 50 minutes, excuse me, with them valuably and in a smart way. Um, let's work on your hip flexors. Let's work on your hamstrings. Let's work on things that like actually, you know, we see the root of the problem at the moment. Yes, when we have time, when it's off season, if you want to learn how to do a handstand, headstand, split, whatever, sure, I will help you and if, if, if we can do that, but right now your goal is to, is, is to like maximize on that time that we have. No, I'm going to help you do things that set up your shoulder blades, like, you know what I mean? Work on your chest, work on your quads and focus on large muscle groups, especially your fascia tissue. Now to them, what the hell is a fascia? You already know what fascia tissue is, right? And that's right. essentially what it is. We're just elongating it and making it as healthy as possible. Um, so yeah. And majority of the guys, anyway, I only see maybe two or three times a week per individual. So it's not right. like I'm seeing them constantly every day. Right, right, right. So, so it's it's more of a individually tailored session than it is just like a most for the most part. Um, because it's like really busy now. Uh, I probably don't do any presents anymore. Uh, the minimum is probably three people, and the max is probably five in okay. a group. But I, I will make it where if it's someone who's seven foot he's going to get someone who's like six, six, 10, six, 11, da, 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 right. all in one group. You know what I mean? Just because mm -hmm. they're same height and I don't have to keep fluctuating with different like adjustments. You know what I mean? Cause the six, the seven, the seven footer that I have right now, is not going to really work with my six, four, you yeah, know, just cause yeah. So exactly. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, there, there, cause that's, I think that's one of the ways you can kind of control like the quality of like a session is, is not by not letting too many people get into a session, but at the same time though, because you're so busy, you yeah. got to have a few people in the session. I think like that small right. group training tends to be like a pretty valuable way to like control the quality. Uh, but at the same time though, I think it's like, it's nice to like do it, do a class or do a session with, you know, somebody who maybe you're comfortable, you, you know, you're friends with whatever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, 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 for sure. Especially men in general, men are very competitive regardless. I can't tell you how many guys it's like, Okay, we're just going to just bend our knees to touch our toes. Dude, you can't touch your toes. I can touch my toes. I can slip my hands under. I'm like, guys, it's yoga. Let's not judge. And on the wayside. Shut up, guys. Yeah, exactly. 
they're, 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 they're good. I mean, and it's all like love at the end of the day. It's play. Uh, but when it's time to really focus and hone in, they know. So. Right. Now, I know you mentioned you're working. Oh, with and then I'm sorry. One more thing. I know you did ask that. So the only difference outside of like the uh, splits and whatever and handstands, headstands that I do not teach. I really, well, I really work on um, static dynamic stretching, but also um, a lot of yin yoga. If any, if whoever's listening is very familiar with it, um, yin is more so down to the ground. Okay, and we're holding poses for just a little bit of a time for a few breaths. Yeah. But uh, from the feedback I've had, like from the ex- experience and um the yeah the feedback that i've had for the last six years that is the most preferred style of yoga to teach for these individuals now that comes with a whole lot of props though so we're thinking yoga cushion a yoga blanket a mat a few straps a few blocks because a lot of times these guys are (coughs) excuse me these guys are doing everything in their power to get stronger that the stronger you get unfortunately your flexibility level is a little lower, you know, uh, the more muscle you build and so forth. So that's why it's a lot of props. It's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I was going to say, you know, working with like a seven footer, I know, mm-hmm. you know, when you got those long levers, you know, those long legs, long arms, legs. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's not necessarily, you know, they don't always move the best. What, mm-hmm. what goes into working with someone who's seven feet tall, you know? Oh, wow. Um, I have a kid right now. His name is Ash. He's, he's from Denmark. He's 7'2". <laughs> he's probably the tallest individual I've ever seen in, in real life. Oh, my God. And uh, he's such a sweet kid. He's, uh, God bless him and his family. Such a sweet kid. And I, I'm praying that he's, he's one of the NBA draft picks, uh, prospects that I'm working with. Um, hey, kid. Man, he is by far the most flexible individual I have, but also you can tell he's worked on his body for years. Yeah. Um, and he's only, I think 20. Um, so with Ash, we have obviously, a, uh, in Lululemon, they have something called big mat. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's for individuals. So not, it's not your regular yoga mat. It's a little bit more expensive than the regular yoga mat, but it's, um, for individuals that are six, five to seven, eight. And the fact that it's a very large mat, it's a very heavy mat too. So we have a specific mat just for him. Um, and it's a little thicker. Now, he also has uh, joint issues. I won't even go into details, but um, we have uh, like um, this yoga cushion that he uses, but it's made out of um, like foam. Um, and then we have really long straps. Uh, we have a few blocks because when we are like, for instance, in a, warrior one or in a position where he has to work on balance he de- he can't only use two blocks he'll use like four so we're just doubling up so it's right. like pretty much you know at the end of the, i don't judge it because hey do you get the benefit out of it am i making it easy for you and are you actually working that's all that matters you right. know what i mean so what you do mike and what i do is very different when than what any other individual does but that's the beauty of the anomaly of who we work with you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah. Everyone is different. Every every anatomy and physiology body is different. So why, and and that's exactly why we're in this field. We're in this field to help, and we're in this field because we care. You know. Amen. So that's a, that's essentially what it comes down to. 
Yeah, it, it was yeah, one of those things. It might be different. It might be difficult at first, but if you get the hang of it and you have someone that's patient, that's willing to listen to you, because at the end of the day, you are the most knowledgeable person in what you do, then move forward. Yeah, getting someone who, who has that open mind for sure and, yeah. and showing them, you know, creating that value so that they realize, oh shit, this is actually worthwhile versus yeah. people who might have a you know, short-term mindset and they're like, well, I can't touch my toes, so what's the point? No, hey, you know, the, the goal is not to touch your toes with your knee straight. The goal is, hey, let's modify this. Let's bend our knees. Let's grab our ankles first. Let's work towards our shins. Walk your hands down. Take a deep breath in. Walk towards your ankles. Exhale. Okay, good. Grab your heels. Can you grab your heels? Great. Walk over as you, on your next breath to your toes. Boom. You just grabbed your toes. Boom. There it is. It's, <laughs> it, and it, it, yeah, it's one of those things where I think you're not necessarily like, the focus isn't on touching your toes. I mean, Usain Bolt, the world's fastest man, can't touch his toes. So exactly. it's like, you know, it's, it's not about what your flexibility is. And I think, you know, I, I feel like, and I feel like people who tend to be more naturally flexible gravitate towards yoga. Uh, but I think it's oftentimes people who aren't naturally more flexible are the ones who would benefit more from for it. Sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Those are the, actually, yoga is made specifically for these individuals and again not just the movement portion it's really like integrating like mentally meditation as well and then you know if you want to get into it a little deeper you can go spiritually mostly and so forth but at the, it, it's just a way of thinking it's a way of retraining your mind and how to be like more logical and more right. realistic so love it uh all right so we are getting down to the end here uh, i got a few uh, more personal questions for you here uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. We're not, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Uh, but I want to, so what, uh, what books are you reading these days? Oh man. Uh, so I rotate between a lot. <laughs> I'm definitely a book nerd. So I have super brain that I have actually in my car. Um, and I love that. And I, I love referencing from that. Um, I'm trying, I'm doing like a lot more like personal work too, like personal development work. So I have, um, the Power of Now, which is great. Uh, the New Earth that I'm also rotating. And then I am also studying, well, I'm trying to study more on pretty much anatomy and physiology. So just like re redoing all my A and P one and two. Oh, nice. uh, but that's really to just really understand the body more, yeah. if that makes more sense. Yeah. I think it's great. That's and, awesome. And, and then just references from like different PTs that I work with. I'm constantly trying to like keep my mind active and just stay in the motion of, of just, yeah, of just refreshing my mind. And, love it. and I, I love it. Love it. What, uh, what are you watching on TV these days? I don't watch TV. Good for you. <laughs> I don't have time to watch TV. Good I have, for you. I have Wi-Fi connection in my house, in my, in my apartment, but I don't have um, cable if that makes sense. Fair I enough. have Netflix. Yep. I use my parents if I'm like ever bored and want to watch HBO and stuff. I use their HBO account uh, because I have Verizon. Um, yeah. I have the Apple, what's it called? The Apple thing that you connect to the TV? Apple TV. Yeah, I have that also. Apple TV. Yes, I have Apple TV, but I can't tell you the last time I've used it, uh, which probably I will either sell it or give it to my siblings, but I, I don't watch TV. I listen to music and I really listen to a lot of podcasts and audibles and read. I, I, that's my type of fun. But All I right, what, are you listen, what are you listening to these days? Music or podcasts? Music and podcasts. 
so, uh, man, I'm very eclectic. I have, I think I was listening to Beethoven on the way to my family's house uh, because I'm really big on like connecting energy and frequency. And I believe that Beethoven does that. Um, but then like, I'll have <laughs> most deaf. We're going to go to see Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, yeah. obviously. We're going to see Wu-Tang in Colorado at the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Oh, I love Red August, Rocks. So, Red oh Rocks my gosh, so- Colorado's. Colorado, Denver is like one of my favorite states. In Red the Rocks ever, is such ever. a cool venue. I've been to a few concerts there. It's such a cool venue, like, especially as like, the sun is setting. Oh, yeah. dude. Okay, I if you're familiar with like um, is it electronic? No, it's alternative. Alternative music. Uh, are you familiar with Grammatic? Yes. Grammatic and Grizz. Yes. Okay, we went. <laughs> this was our first time ever at Red Rocks. We went to a Grammatic and Grizz concert. Oh, nice. In the middle of a blizzard. Oh, my God. In May of 2016. Oh. And they kept the show going. I will send you, like, videos of it. Oh, my God. The most fun we had ever, ever, That's wild. ever. It was such an awesome concert. That... Um, so, sorry. I love it. Uh, so, we had... So we had that uh, Wu Tang and podcast that I'm listening to. Uh, if you're listening, if you're familiar with obviously Dave Chappelle, yeah, Colin Quali, Mostef, they have a new podcast called The Midnight Miracle. Oh shit! Um, another one, yeah, definitely check that out. Another one is um, uh, Jido Krishnamurti. He is like um, Krishnamurti is like the Gandhi or another form of Gandhi in uh, in Eastern philosophy, and he's a great philosopher. Um, I also love like Greek uh, philosophy, so I always listen to, or I'm actually I'm reading The Republic by Plato, which is really good, um, and uh, it's a podcast called The Stoic Life that's actually really good. So yeah, I'm just all over the place, kind of. Nice. It just depends I on what it. mood well, I'm in. Very yeah. eclectic taste, absolutely love it. But I mean, I think it's uh, well-rounded. So that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Who's somebody in the DMV area here that other people should know about? Uh, in the health and wellness standpoint? world. In the health and wellness world. Um, I'll say, I'll say a few. Uh, I'll say Bobby. Bobby. Bobby, please don't kill me if you hear this and I butcher your last name. S. Brent. S. Brent. Uh, he is a PT out of Hanover, Maryland. I, uh, I've, I've worked with him for years. I've known him for many, many, many years. Uh, we share a lot of the same clients. He's great. Uh, from from that standpoint, uh, yoga teachers, I would say Julia Smith. She's under me. She's great. She's like my protege. I love her to death. She's also working um, to. She she works with athletes as well. She's uh, she used to be a cheerleader for the Washington Red the Red Team. Uh, I'm sorry, Washington Football Team. And um, that's Julia as a yoga teacher. Um, and anyone like Lululemon affiliated, I think everybody's really good. You, Mona. Um, oh my gosh, um, what's his name? Um, I'm tripping, he's my literally uh, ambassador, brother ambassador at the Georgetown store. He's a yoga teacher as well, he's pretty cool. Alex, Alex, thank you, thank you, thank Alex you. Montez. Montez. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes thank Mona you. and Alex were both uh, uh, guests on the podcast, also. So, oh, yeah. that's dope, that's dope. So, I love them, they have good spirits. Um, uh, who else? And yeah, yeah. That's okay. Pretty much nice. It. And then the last last question here: What uh, 
what's one thing you think everybody should experience here in DC? Oh, go-go music. Go-go music. <laughs> yeah, so the heart of DC, at least from like the minority standpoint is something that I was just introduced to when I came to America. But when I came, I went to like, I was literally in Baltimore. I never like left Baltimore because of school. But once I moved to DC in 2014, no, no, I'm sorry, 2016, I was introduced to go-go music. I fell in love with it. It's a range of funk, jazz, hip hop, um, all intertwined into one, but that's really like their, their, their culture, you know what I mean? Sure. Their tradition. And I'm big on tradition because I have like the background of Egypt and Sudan and it's so many different uh, accolades that come with that. And DC, everyone in DC, whether you're black, white, it does not matter, whatever race, whatever ethnicity, you should go to a Google event. Hopefully when they have those, I think Mochella is coming up. You guys can look up, look that up. I don't know what the exact date, but just to really embrace and, and uh, immerse in that, in, in that music industry, because it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, culture to have. Yeah. I love, I mean, I've, you know, every time you walk down U street here in DC, yep. I think that, you, know, you can't not hear go-go music. So yep. I like, that's a good one beautiful. for sure. What a uh, sure. one last question. This is something mm-hmm. that is now becoming a recurring theme. And I mentioned it pre podcast. What's your go-to burger? in dc um so i'm not a meat burger type you can give me a plant-based burger okay cool uh i'm a huge fan of true foods (laughs) i think i've 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 gone to like probably every true foods in the dmv i every time i go to colorado i go to the one in cherry creek um and also the one in la off of uh what's that uh santa monica it's beautiful it's right on the water too um they have an amazing turkey burger and they have an amazing vegan burger. Um, uh, I don't believe it's it's not the Beyond Burger. It's Impossible Burger. So either one are really really good. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> a new a new one for the list. I like it. It's it's this the question has like slowly become like the as part of these like end of the session questions where I have to ask everyone what they're. What's your is. favorite burger? So we know. My I mean I, I say this every week and I'm still waiting for them to to give me a sponsorship. But uh, the Salt Line Salt Line is my go to burger. People have gotten very angry at me for having this take, but it is without a doubt the best burger in DC. Let it be really? known again. Okay. Again, like, like the big meat eater, when they come back from Dubai because they went home for the summer, um, I will make sure I take him over there and he loves burgers too. So I'll, I'll, if, if he stamps it, that means Mike, you're onto something. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. All right, Zaina, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Uh, very easily on social media. Uh, it's Z-I-Z-I dot yoga. Um, also on Twitter, ZZ Yoga. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. ZZ, thank you so much for coming on and we'll definitely be talking soon. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.